Welcome to Ask the Guru, the podcast where we answer those big questions like, Who am I? Why am I here? What's it all for? Thank you so much for joining me on the quest for the answers. Welcome back to Ask the Guru. This is your guru, Debbie Dixon. And as always, I am so incredibly excited to be here with you and to just have this opportunity to share this space with you. And that's really all we're doing is we're just spending some time connecting. And I think we forget how important that is. You know, we we get hung up on some of the details of life. You know, the way that we interact with the world or maybe the way we perceive the world is interacting with us. Sometimes we just get so caught up in our heads and we are looking at the world and perceiving it in a certain way and it feels like everything is crumbling around us and we can feel overwhelmed. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. This is really my purpose behind this podcast is that you have something you can turn to when it feels like you have nobody, you know, it's, and, and we all find ourselves there sometimes, right? Our, our family just doesn't feel like someone we can share these feelings with emotions with, these struggles with. Maybe it's our, our friends or our coworkers, or it just feels like the whole world is condemning us and we don't belong, right? then you can turn to this because I'm going to remind you that you matter. And I hope you can feel these words because they're truly coming from my heart. You absolutely matter. You make a difference in this world. You, You don't have to show up. You don't have to do anything. You just by merely existing has impacted the world in such a profound way that we aren't even capable of recognizing that this very moment, the thoughts that you're having, the feelings that you're having, the, they are all creating ripples in the universe, in the collective energy, and you are impacting me in some distant way and me, you. So now we've come together and hopefully through this podcast, we're making some sort of energetic connection, right? You're feeling my energy, my love for you, and maybe it's elevating you. I mean, maybe in some way I'm connecting to you and you're elevating me. Who knows, right? But we do know we are connected and there's a reason why you tuned in today. I hope that in some way, by the end of this podcast, you feel a little bit lighter and a little bit freer. This is why I named the podcast Ask the Guru, because really the guru is just somebody who shines a little light in the darkness. And we all find ourselves there from time to time, sort of stuck in those dark caverns of life where we can't seem to find our way out. I hopefully can be that little bit of light that you see somewhere in the darkness and can cling to and just, it, it pulls you out. You know, hopefully. So today is going to be another one of those powerful discussions, really embracing your power. We get caught in those dark places often, and we forget how incredibly powerful we are. And to access our power, oftentimes it it is just retuning our bodies and minds, you know, shifting a little bit in the direction of I am the creator, like owning our power. 
If we're feeling like victim or powerless or stuck in the dark and we can't find our way and we don't know what to do and we're feeling lost. And, and again, I assure you, we are all at times in those places. So this is why we need each other, you know, to be those lights, to shine the light. When we're finding ourselves there, sometimes it's as simple as going, wait a minute, I created this too. Let me just look around at this space, at the, the people right now that I'm encountering or connecting with and how are they impacting me and what is the story that I'm telling and, you know, start to go, this is happening for me. Why is it happening? And can I choose something different? Can I choose to utilize this experience to learn and gain some knowledge so that I know more clearly where I want to go with my life or what I want to create? Just that simple shift, really just saying that, just sitting where you are and saying, okay, this is what I've created. I wonder what I'm supposed to experience from this or why did I create this or what led me down this path and what is my destination from here? Where am I going from here? What do I want to create? What do I want to see as my life? And starting to take back the reins, gaining some of your power. Like I'm, I, I recognize this is where I am. I recognize I chose this. I'm grateful that the universe is always so faithful and shows up giving me exactly what I asked for. And now I'm going to ask for this and you stated. Today, I decided I'm going to share with you a incredibly powerful story of me utilizing these tools that I speak of, um, stepping into the role of creator in my life when I was in one of the absolute darkest possible places. Um, truly, almost in, in every single realm of my life, I felt like it was crumbling, like the floor had just been ripped out from underneath me, my foundation was crumbling, and I had nothing to cling to. And from that, I managed to create a literal miracle to, to absolutely take everything falling down around me and, and make it into stepping into the world of my dreams. And when I tell you this story, you're going to think that this is absolutely impossible. It makes no sense, as did I. And this is the magic of stepping in to the power of owning that everything is happening for you. So I was teaching law of attraction concepts. And really it was because, you know, as the teacher be, become the master. And so it was assisting me to be in a group of my peers and to have them, you know, raise questions, uh, things to contemplate, things that they were concerned about. And, and then I would take those questions and sort of experience life and see how they were interwoven into my life. And then I would come back with uh, a stronger, more rooted answer to their questions. And so um, this began many years ago. <laughs> I think I started teaching these things somewhere around 2000, maybe five or six. And it was about 2008 or nine uh, that um, I had been a realtor at that time for seven years. So I was pretty solid as a realtor, uh, built a, a strong career and had a pretty successful business, I would say. I would had also just recently divorced my husband. I was 100% reliant on this income 
to support my family. I had two children that I was raising as a single mom and a house and all of the overhead of my business, which was immense. So uh, it was like constantly carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. But many of us do this every single day. I mean, I know what you're going through because trust me, I, you know, I've been there. It, it's scary. And at any moment, you feel like it can all just be swept away, you know, one wrong move and it's gone. And I was definitely there, which was why I was teaching these concepts. I Law of attraction and the belief that maybe I could create my reality was the only thing that gave me hope some of the times when life got extra scary and extra hard. And so I would keep coming back to this work. I would I would sit down with, okay, you know, law of attraction says that I'm going to create my what I think about. So I need to make sure that I'm constantly thinking in a positive way. This became my work. They sort of melded together. It was like, oh, real estate was such a wonderful uh, playground to utilize these law of attraction concepts and kind of see them come into life, you know, to imagine, to sit down and use my imagination to see the deal happening and everybody happy and you know I would I would even visualize like contracts and the sound of the pen writing on the paper and the smell of the ink and the feeling of gratitude as everybody was happy as can be and, and people were moving into their dream home and I would use these visualization tactics often and this kept me afloat in fact I was one of the highest producing realtors in my office for at least the last couple years of my career but then the market crashed and the values of houses were just dropping drastically and all the homes were going on foreclosure so I was one of the very few that was extremely blessed because by some magic of the universe, I had started doing something called short sales just before. I'd had a friend that just asked me to help her. And uh, so I had gotten kind of a little bit of knowledge into how to work with a bank to do these deals as a house was in foreclosure. So now when all these homes were foreclosing, here I was the expert on short sales. So I was helping people people and um, I felt since getting into real estate really my main goal was helping people it, it felt good for a while until it didn't because then it was negotiating with these banks and, and the banks became much 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 more difficult to negotiate with and they used tactics that were quite mean and terrible and I would be dealing with hard money lenders and just awful stuff and um, you know I'd get threats and they would they wouldn't want to pay me and it, it was awful so it became uh, not the job I wanted to be in anymore. Uh, no longer was I helping people buy their dream home, but I was helping people out of foreclosure and dealing with banks, you know, yuck, right? So this this was not, it was, it was just like everything was being swept away from me. All the things that I enjoyed about my job uh, were gone. And, and in fact, I wasn't even, you know, certain I was going to be able to pay my bills. Uh, I was watching all the realtors around me laying off all of their assistance and people were just it was awful it was just really terrible like a mini depression at least in the real estate world and 
here I was scared that I was going to lose my home to foreclosure. I had uh, decided to kind of play that gamble of, of the dice that I had with so many of my clients because I hadn't been able to pay my mortgage for a couple months. I put it into foreclosure on purpose to see if I could renegotiate the loan. And I, I again, was taking a huge gamble, but I didn't have much of a choice. It was, it was just absolutely horrific living in those shoes and the burdens I was carrying and, you know, every day thinking, I, what if our house is gone tomorrow? And, um, and I had watched so many people in that position. Here I was just trying to use these law of attraction concepts in a world that was falling apart. I had to not look at this world. I did not get attached to what I was seeing, but to keep on believing in the dream coming true. So now it became, okay, what am I going to dream of? And, you know, whenever you lose something, that becomes the thing that you're dreaming of. So, so I was really fixated on just, you know, dreaming about just the basics, like making sure I had food, making sure that I could pay for my car, these little simple things. Then something magical happened. <laughs> it was almost as if I felt like I I had hit rock bottom, and I remember being at a one of these seminars where I was again offering these teachings of law of attraction, and I just was telling everybody, "Hey, the key is surrender," and then I literally got down on my knees in front of people and said, "You know, sometimes life is going to take you to your knees, and you've got nowhere to go but up. And it's at that point, it's like you just go, I surrender, I give up, I surrender, and and you have nothing that you're gripping or holding on to anymore because it's almost like rock bottom. It's like everything is gone. So from that place, you have a clean slate, and and you can just surrender and." visualize what it is that you want to build from there. And I was feeling my words in such a profound way because it felt like that. It felt like I'd been forced to imagine not having the home, not having the job, not having, it was like I was sort of free of every aspect of what I believed myself to be or that was holding me in place. And I was free to do anything. And so I, I kind of walked away from the meeting that night with this feeling of, huh, I feel somewhat free. I don't have these tethers holding me down anymore. I can kind of do anything from here. And so I was thinking about it, and, you know, what do I want? And so I started to ask the group to come together with a dream. Let's, let's all start to dream together. Let's just use this energy that everybody is feeling and, and visualize each other's dreams. We'll hold some space, listen to your biggest dreams, and, and let's see if this law of attraction stuff really works. And so we had gone around and, you know, talked about that with, with the group. And what I discovered was that really most people, their biggest struggle is they didn't know what they wanted. It was almost like pulling teeth to get people to come to tell me their dreams. Here I am asking you to, to tell me your dream. This should be a wonderful conversation. They should be pouring off your tongue. Oh, I've always dreamed of blah, blah, blah. But nobody, nobody was able to dream really outside of what they had already manifested. I'm, for the most part, people were like, well, I wish that my husband would quit 
leaving clothes on the floor. I wish that he, you know, was nicer or I wish that um, my boss wasn't such a, you know, pain in the butt, whatever it is, like these really, really minute things. And by the way, most of them were wishing for what they don't want. So they were even in their wishes, giving more energy to what they didn't want instead of what they did. You know, they weren't saying, oh, I wish my boss really appreciated me and every day gave me accolades for the hard work I was doing or acknowledged me in some way. They were instead giving energy to, I wish my boss wasn't such a jerk. And this was powerful. So I was learning along with them how to reframe their wishes and how to expand them. Well, can you wish for more? Can you? And oftentimes the only way I could get them to expand their wishes was to start them from a clean slate to try and get them to relinquish their attachment to everything. So the things that limited their ability to dream. This might be a relationship because maybe they've always wanted to live somewhere tropical, but they know that their significant other hates hot places, you know? So they wouldn't allow themselves to dream that then because it seems impossible. Or maybe they've always wanted to live somewhere, but their job is here where they're currently living. And so I would say, let's imagine you have no job, you have no relationship, you have no home, you have no, you're just standing in the middle of the ocean with nothing. And what do you want you know what what would your dream be from there of course I know you can't stand in the middle of the ocean unless you're amazing but um, you know you could you could be floating in the middle of a sea with no land you know and you're, you're sort of visualizing if you get to just pull up to the perfect place if you're just in the middle of the sea and, and just infinite possibilities and you're designing the land that that you're going to finally dock your boat at um, what would it be and it was quite difficult. Uh, this has been my mastery over, over the past probably you know, 15, 20 years is honing in how to get people to dream again, how to get people to go back to that child that didn't have all the limitations and see their dreams. This was what I was doing. I, I had walked away from uh, that meeting where I'd asked people to dream and wish and I had this whole new perspective. I was like, well, no wonder people are, are kind of stuck where they are because all they want to do is talk about what they don't want instead of what they do and they won't even let themselves dream. So I, I was thinking about that and contemplating that when I was driving and I uh, got a call from one of the people that was attending these classes and he had said, you know, Debbie, you're always asking everybody what they want. What do you want? And I hadn't really been put on the spot like that before. You know, I, I usually like to focus on everybody else. And so when he asked me, it had been interesting because I had been thinking so much about that recently. And so I had the answer right on my tongue. I said, I, I've always wanted to own my own yoga studio. And he said, well, why don't you have it? He was basically using some of the same tactics that I had been using on the group, right? He had been seeing me sort of pick apart people's limiting beliefs as they were um, not allowing themselves to dream or stating their dreams in a limited space. So here he was calling me out. Well, why don't you have it if, if this is what you want to manifest? And, and I immediately felt anger. <laughs> I felt kind of locked down like, you know, it was like a protection, like a wall went up instantly. And I was telling my story. I went right into my story. Well, because things are harder than just that. I have two kids. I have a house. I have people relying on me. I can't just 
start teaching yoga he was like so you don't even teach yoga and I said no I mean to do that I would have to have a certification and and that costs thousands of dollars and if I had that I would I would spend it on my kids not me and it takes time and investment that I can't afford to separate from my children and he was like hmm it sounds like you have a block <laughs> and I was so frustrated and if but for a second he sort of hit me right where it hurts because I remember using these words on everybody else so I flipped myself for a second I was like wait am I the same as them and I started to try and step outside and look at myself from his perspective is this really a block or is this real which is so funny because you know nothing is real right it's all what we're making but but I even in that space with the knowledge I had was still clinging to my story and my block. And I was like, no, this is not a block. This is real. And you just don't understand because, you know, you have a, a wife that does all the things and you, you have the money and I've never had any of that. And nobody's ever taken care of me and nobody's ever, you know, there's the story. It was just more and more and more just flowing out of me, all the things that were holding me back. And I, I thought this can't be real. No, this this is out. This is different than than everybody else's blocks. So I was going to prove it. And I happened to be driving past a gym. So I decided to pull into the gym <laughs> and I was going to show him that the, I can't teach yoga because I you know need these certifications and, and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I pulled into the gym and I'm wearing all my realtor stuff and, you know, the the high heels and, you know, the sport coat and the whole shebang. And I, I walk in and the lady greets me and I say, hey, uh, I'm just curious if, if you could use any yoga instructors. And uh, she says, do you teach? And I said, well, I, I want to. And she said, well, do you have your certification? And I said, no. And I'm thinking to myself, ha, see? And then she goes, well, do you have your blood pathogens, whatever? And I said, no. And she goes, do you have your CPR? And I said, no. And I'm thinking, this, see, this is going really bad. And then she goes, yeah, I suppose we could use you. And I literally almost fell over. I couldn't believe it. There was my block being shattered right in front of me. It, it was absolutely <laughs> the most profound moment ever. I, I couldn't believe it. And I said, okay. And, and next thing you know, I ended up teaching for them. Um, at this point, I did have, I didn't have the certifications, but I'd been practicing yoga for uh, about 12 years. And so I, very solid practice, um, very dedicated yogi and had been with lots of masters and, and master teachers and really um, had been quite devoted to this practice. So translating it into teaching was not uh, something foreign, although I didn't like being in front of people. And this was something I had been pushing through with uh, teaching the courses on law of attraction. And now it was like a next level to have to step into yoga this way. But um, I did it. I started teaching. It was like a door opened. Uh, people started to really love me and, and I had a following and I felt like, man, you know, this is this is a thing I, I can do. So fast forward, I'm again, the, the market is horrendous. Everything's falling apart. Um, I'm I'm barely holding on. And one day I'm driving down the road. Uh, I'd been teaching now for about a year and I 
thought to myself, I, I just had one of those classes again where I'd been teaching the law of attraction. And so I was thinking, okay, I got to use this stuff myself. You know, if I'm asking other people to do it, you know, I need to focus on myself doing the work. And so I'm driving down the road and I stopped and thought, okay, you created all of this, Debbie. And I, I looked at my hands on the wheel of the car. I looked at the dashboard in a way I hadn't seen it before. I mean, I was really integrated. I was in my body. It, it was it was like this inspired presence. I, I was like feeling everything in, in such a powerful way. It's almost like seeing a sunset for the first time. And it's just, it was amazing feeling. And so it was so overwhelming, this feeling as I looked around and, and was seeing things in a way I had never seen them. I actually pulled my car over and I closed my eyes and I thought, okay, I could see in my mind all the things I had just visualized. And I started to visualize my life, all the things that I had created. And I was thinking, Debbie, this is what you've created. Look at your life. This is your home. This is your family. This is your job. This is what you've created. And if you could create anything, what would you want to create? If you could open up your eyes and step into a whole new world of your creation, what would that be? And instantly I had the thought, well, I would be pulling my car up to my yoga studio. And I asked myself, why? Why did I need to have a yoga studio? I had been practicing yoga. I could continue practicing. Why did it need to be mine? And I thought, I, I want to have control over the environment. I want to have control over the offerings. I want people to feel the authenticity that I felt when I first started practicing yoga many years earlier, uh, before it had been sort of distilled and, you know, shifted a little bit. I wanted to bring real yoga back and, and the things that changed me and healed me, those teachings. And so I thought, you know, do I need to own the place? And I thought, well, I don't really care about any of that. What, what I care about is that I have the power to make all decisions, that, that I decide what the space looks like, what we do in the space. That's all I care about, that I have complete control. So I got really clear about this vision and I felt it. And then I asked, is there any step I can take right now that, that could get me closer to this dream? And by the way, I, I need to say at this time, remember, I had zero dollars. In fact, if anything, I am like a risk for any investor because I have not only zero dollars, but like, you know, the asset I do have, my home is in foreclosure and everything's, you know, being shifted and manipulated and changed. And it, it's it's I had nothing. I had nothing. I'm a check to check person with debt. And so it didn't make any logical sense that I could possibly open up a business. Uh, you know, who would, who would allow that? And I didn't have the funds to do it. So, but I allowed myself to dream anyways and asked, is there a step I could take right now? Taking all of that off the slate, like just cleaning my mind of any limitations. And the, I, the answer I got was, that I could contact a guy I had been dealing with that had been buying foreclosed commercial properties. He'd been doing it in kind of an interesting way. I mean, he, he wasn't somebody that was like heavy on cash or anything. Nobody really was at that time. Um, but he, either way, I knew he had his hands on commercial properties. So I, I gave him a call and said, hey, I'm looking for a place that could potentially be a yoga studio. Do you have any spaces like that? 
And he was like, for you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And he immediately like mentioned a space that was with just a few miles from where my car was parked. And so he goes, I can have somebody meet you there in the next 15 minutes if you can be there. And I said, great. So I met that person there. And I was walking around this building, again, with absolutely no concept of how to get from A to B. I could not, in my logical mind, map out any way that I would be able to sign a lease, afford to do any changes, demo a building, anything like that. And it didn't matter. I, I was still standing in this building and visualizing my yoga studio there. I'm looking around and seeing how I could do it here and here. I'm taking pictures of it and I'm feeling it and it felt possible somehow. So then fast forward to two days later where I am teaching a class again at that gym. <laughs> and as I'm teaching a class, I mentioned at some point during the class, when I have my own yoga studio, this will be different. And, you know, I, I didn't like some of the things, obviously, about working in a gym and teaching yoga because you'd have loud weights banging and people walking in the room and, you know, the smell of a gym. And it just didn't have the same ambiance as a yoga studio. And after class, one of the students walked up to me and said, Debbie, did you mean what you said about having your own yoga studio? And I said, well, yes, that's always been my dream. I've always wanted to have my own yoga studio. And she said, I want to give it to you. Uh, my husband's mom just passed away and we have some money and we want to invest it in, in a business. And uh, would you come and meet my husband? And so it, I actually ha hopped in my car right away. It was probably about eight or nine o'clock at night. And I followed her home and met her husband. And now I had pictures of a building I was looking at. I had all these ideas about what it would be like. And by the end of that evening, we shook hands. And within six months, I had my own yoga studio. So there is absolutely no limitation. The limitation is within our mind. But what I needed to do was let go of that and allow for the miracle. Right. And who I couldn't have in my wildest dreams. I, I mean, I'm just oftentimes not quite that creative, especially when it's in my own world, in my own limited mind about me. No way would I have ever dreamed that some woman would walk up to me and want to give me a hundred thousand dollars to invest in, the, in a business. But that is absolutely what happened. And uh, my studio was incredibly successful and changed my life. It was a five years of education process of living and breathing the yoga, which is what allow, allows me to speak to you in this way. It's taken many, many, many years for me to get to the place where I can just talk like this, just just freely, confidently, especially into a microphone. <laughs> it it it's quite if you had met me 10 years ago, I would just have shut down at, at the thought of a microphone and, you know, teaching yoga, I would still have to do a little prayer beforehand because I would be so nervous. Uh, it, it wasn't overnight, right? But everything happens in divine timing. And you are absolutely capable of having and creating the life of your dreams if you just allow. I'm going to take you back through those steps, those powerful steps that I walked through that allowed me to create a super 
big transformation in my life and to essentially step onto a path that seemed absolutely impossible. I mean, imagine at the time when everything seems to be falling apart, uh, you know, the whole entire market is crashing. People are selling their businesses. I mean, everything's good. And I opened one that became incredibly successful. Let's walk through these steps. I have been teaching this process now for about 15 years on how to realize your dreams, how to take something from your imagination and make it your reality. And which is essentially what I did. I, I took something that was seemingly impossible to the logical mind and to most people and made it possible. Um, you know, if I had discussed it with anybody, which by the way I did, and um, as I discussed it with people, they were all very worried for me. They had nothing but fearful things to say. You know, um, I had to really isolate myself from the world to sit in my imagination and continue finding hope and faith that my dream is going to be a reality, uh, even when everything was pointing at, no, it can't happen. So the seven steps that uh, it, when I look back, I took and the process that you can walk through to become the creator of your life and to realize your dreams, this incredible magical formula begins with surrender. Remember, this is what I did when I dropped to my knees and I said, I surrender. It was like I was willing to release everything that I thought I knew was my life. I was willing to let go of everything, to completely open my hands and just give it to the universe or God or the creator or, or whatever it is that, that you believe in and just to release it from my limited perspective into something greater. So then I asked myself the question, what do I want? Now from that blank slate of surrender, releasing everything, what is it that I want? What is my biggest dream? If anything could happen, what would that be? Then once I had the dream in my heart, I asked myself, like my friend did that day, why don't you have it? And when I sat with, why didn't I have it? All of those feelings emerged, the reasons that were very valid uh, as to why I didn't have it. Well, those were my personal blocks. Those were the things that were stopping me from realizing that dream. Again, important to know what is it that you want. Your biggest dreams go beyond the limits of, you know, what it is that you believe is possible. And then ask yourself why you don't have it. And look at those blocks that show up, those stories that show up. And then ask yourself, what can I do to prove that my blocks are real? <laughs> Try and prove it. Try and prove that your blocks are real, that it is impossible for somebody with two kids in the house and all these responsibilities to have that thing, you know, to do that stuff. Then whatever it is that shows up, do it. Do it. Verify that you can't have it, that your blocks are absolutely real by trying. Then look at your life from the lens of creator and ask yourself if you are the creator and this is what you've created so far. Close your eyes and ask yourself, is this the life that you want, the one that you're living? Is this perfect? Is this exactly the way that you would choose it to be as the creator? Or if you could take your paintbrush and uh, just 
somehow rearrange it or paint it brighter or lighter or with new people or new experiences, what would you create? Then if there is something else that you want to create, no matter how big or how far out of reach, ask yourself why. Why do you want this thing? What is the essence you will receive from it? See, for me, um, again, when I wanted my own studio, you know, there was other studios. I could still practice yoga. I could enjoy the benefits of yoga without having to own my own studio. Why did I want to own my own studio? And it was because I wanted to have a space that was mine, that I had control over, that I could create the experience people would have when they would step into the studio. I could decide what sort of yogas were being offered, what sort of workshops, you know, I had this power over the space so I could keep it pure. And it was really important to me. And there was really no other way that I could have that essence aside from really having ownership. This is a necessary step. It's like, what is the essence that you'll receive? What is it that, that you want? And I, sometimes you can find that essence without having to actually change anything. So is there an action that you can take right now that gets you closer to your dream? If there is, take it. Remember that action for me was to just make a call, but then that led to another step and then to another step. And then I just kept following the path. So just ask yourself, is there action I can take right now? You know, it might be simple. It might be big, but you have to be willing to take it. Then surrender again. Once you've done all of those steps, just let it go. Trust and have faith that it is already yours, that you are already living the life of your dreams. And again, remember, you deserve it. You deserve to have the life of your dreams. You deserve to have people in your life that love you and cherish you. You deserve to have healthy, happy relationships and abundance and prosperity. There is nothing that makes you less deserving than anyone else. So, the universe and God and, and me, I, I want to give you your dreams. I want you to walk in that path of everything is happening for you and life is unfolding every day uh, magically. I want you to recognize that that is a possibility and all that you're ever having to do is change your mind, to look for the blocks that are holding you back, the, the limited belief systems that might be keeping you stuck to dismantle them and then open up your mind and be willing to release what you believe is your life right now or what your life is right now, the roles that you're playing, the identity that you have. You have to be willing to release it, to really step into a new life where you may be become, you may become somebody completely different. So on some level, an old you may be leaving completely and a new you emerging and you have to be willing to walk that path. You have to be willing to let go of some of the habits that the old you has, some of the belief systems the old you has so that you can walk into that new life that is waiting for you. So do this today. Please just sit down and ask yourself these. Well, first of all, surrender. Every single day I pray that you surrender. I surrender. I, the way I do it is I say I surrender to the Holy Spirit. And to me, that is just the infinite, the limitless, the boundless, the, you know, my true nature, love, 
grace, whatever, but I feel it. It's more of a feeling. And I say, I surrender to the Holy Spirit and I know that everything that is happening is for my highest and best good and the highest and best good of those that surround me. And once I release that, I just trust every single day. I just walk the path knowing that it's all happening for me. So I hope that you make this an amazing day and remind yourself in every moment that you deserve to be loved and hear these words as I say them because I truly, from the bottom of my heart, love you. And I know sometimes we need to hear those words. We need to hear that you are loved, that you matter. So these words are coming from me to you. Let your heart hear them. Let your heart feel them. I love you. You deserve to be loved and cherished. You deserve happiness. Make it an amazing day. Look forward to the next time.